Uh, let me know if you can hear my roommate at all. Yeah, there's okay, I can, like... I can shut her door. Yeah. Thank you. I love this cold open. Mm -hmm. I forgot we were recording. Okay, well, you can, you can edit it out. We can. Don't we tell me not. what to do. <laughs> Hello. And welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today are two Tony Awards all-stars, Mr. Wander Bouches. Hey, what's up? <laughs> and Mr. Andrew Lazon. Hello. And today we are talking about Knives Out, released in 2019, written and directed by Ryan Johnson. It's a murder mystery with a bunch of celebrities. It runs two hours and 10 minutes long, which is insane to me. It could have been a tight 90, in my opinion. Probably should have been a tight 90. But what did you guys think about it? Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. I know you requested to be on this particular episode. Like both of you did. Even well, I also I've I yeah. To be fair though, I actually I at that point I don't think Knives Out was even out when I had requested it. Oh my oh. god! Right. Because you guys started it before the movie was out, but Tony Collette was called like was already on the cast. So I was like, I want that episode right. because I've I'm a huge Ryan Johnson fan. Um, so I knew. Like, I thought I'm, it was. Uh, you thought it was Chris Evans. No, I thought it was because you're from Massachusetts. Oh, uh, well, no, I do tend to appear uh, on the Massachusetts ones too, but I didn't, even, but we didn't know it was going to be set in Massachusetts yet Is either. Is in Massachusetts? Yeah. It's in Salem. Oh, uh, well, see, so if you're a fan of his, can you tell me why his name is spelled like that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. I'm Googling it. Um, but yeah, I remember um, when Looper came out, I was just blown, I was just blown away by, by it. Um, and he he does I mean and plus his episodes on Breaking Bad are some of the best best television. Um, I didn't oh, know he did Breaking right. Bad. Yeah, he did, he like did two the episodes. Fly and he did the third to last, so the Ozymandias. So we're like where the oh those the are the most were. famous episodes. Yeah. Oh. Um. So I, I've been big on Ryan Johnson for a while. I can see how um he's really big into like slow burns because yeah the fly episode of breaking bad is just two guys having a thematic conversation he's big on the themes he loves genre yeah and like he did the with looper he did time travel with this he did uh he did um murder mystery and i he loves to play in tropes and just kind of subverting them because like i mean we've seen how like how how many uh, Murder on the Orient Expresses have there been. We've seen all these kinds of movies. So it's like, we kind of expect yeah. it. Yeah. What's your right. experience with murder mysteries, Wander? Well, uh, first, I think I requested to be on this episode a very long time ago when I was very drunk, I think. I think I just <laughs> been hearing a lot about Knives Out. And I think you were you were talking like, yeah, we need, we're, we're, we're getting ready to, to like set up the whole Knives Out thing. I'm like, oh, I got to watch that one. But put me on that one um and you're like okay so it's not uh, gonna be for two years but okay yeah <laughs> a solid two years before yeah. we recorded it we had to begin bio warfare with a global pandemic that we created just so that we could have more time to plan this episode yeah this one um, specifically but for me going uh you know being a uh you know a, a, a podcast all-star on the script podcast going from uh, the first one I was on, where it was just the only funny thing was that guy playing the tuba, uh, and the rest was just <laughs> was real rough. Oh, uh, 
I, I don't even want to think about that first week. Right. To going to here, a huge increase. I'm excited. I had a great time. I loved the movie. I watched it last night. Um, well, I fell in love with the cast. Had a great time. It was adorable. It was cute. It was fun. Uh, and honestly, I can't recommend it enough. And my experience with, with murder uh, mystery uh, flicks. Uh, no, not- tell us about your experience with murder. Murder. Just murder. I've My experience murdered. with uh, murder mystery flicks. <laughs> I've never murdered anyone. Are I'll you sure? I'm. I'm. I mean, like maybe like almost like a butterfly wing. Maybe I've done things that have resulted. Like, in may- oh, maybe like it's a like a butterfly effect. effect. Like maybe he stepped on the wrong bug, which like a thousand years from now yeah. will result in someone's murder. Yeah. Maybe it's so, something that's happened, but I've never, I've, I've, I haven't been involved in any, you know, face-to-face murders or anything like that. And murder mysteries, are you into them? Are you not? I, I always get a little, conf- I usually get kind of confused with them because I think it's, I, I'm just like, oh, is that guy? Okay, that was unexpected. You know, I kind of really go hard for red herring, so kind of just like, for sure that guy. Um, and then whoever I'm dating at the time is like. No, you fuck. No, obviously not. After this, we're done, actually. So, I mean, it was great. The real murder was our relationship. Yeah. So it was great to watch one and not uh, lose somebody, you know? So that was good. (laughs) And what is your experience with murder mysteries? I've I've never killed anybody. And I'm also not big into murder mystery. Well, I realized while I was watching this movie, because... I saw it, Andrew and I saw it together when it initially came out in theaters uh, with my friends David and Tina. And afterwards, I was like, I feel like I didn't like that as much as everybody else did. I'm not really sure why. Maybe Remember you I'm, saying that. I was like, maybe I'm broken. Maybe there's something wrong with me. <laughs> I also just straight did not get what it was about the first time. Like today, my roommate very casually was like, yeah, it's a movie about the transition between the Obama administration and the Trump administration. And I was like, fuck. Uh, when we saw it a couple of years ago, I was like, why is everybody being so mean to Marta? And then my friend Tina was like, cause they're racist. And I was yeah. like, oh fuck. Um, so I think that I might just be a big dummy, but today I was watching it and it, it just didn't hit for me. Like I thought it was really? objectively a very good movie, but it, I just, it just didn't land with me. I don't know what it is. I liked it better on second viewing, I think. The first time I feel like I really did appreciate like the production design, the cast, the subversion of the tropes. Mm -hmm. Um, Something about finding out like who did the murder, even though that was the point that was that we didn't really know. Spoiler alert, obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you know that we do that. But um, like the fact that it's Chris Evans at the end who switches the medications or whatever. The first time, like, that's cool. But then, like, the fact that we, that we immediately, like, we know, like, a third of the way into the movie that Marta was present for the actual killing of himself when he did it. For me, I was like, oh, that's kind of takes the fun out of, like, wondering if it was Tony Collette or something. Oh, well, you know I, I, mean? I actually liked that. I liked how long of a scene it was between the two of them, just having oh, a, yeah. like, nightly go game. Um, as I a did former- too theater student i think that we both stand a very long scene with no cuts to anything else which is the opposite of what you're typically supposed to do um on screen i stand uh, yeah, that and all like the smart know. reviews i watched after watching nights out until 1 a.m last night 
what I really think is incredible at the movie is that it really changes up the genre, right? At the beginning, it's kind of the classic uh, murder mystery. You don't know who's done it. And then it turns into a, a, to a almost a, a crime thriller for a second. You're kind of wondering how is Marta going to get away with it? And at the very end, it goes back to that original, uh, you know, thematic, uh, classic uh, murder mystery uh, kind of vibe. Um, and I can say that with... Uh, with hope and honesty, because I watched a bunch of, I listened to a bunch of smart guys talk about it too, uh, which makes me uh, oh, able to repeat good. it now and, and have confidence that that's correct. Uh, I Wander, think that's true. Did you listen to any smart women talk mm, about the no, movie? I couldn't find any, actually. So, and here's your first one. <laughs> here's your first smart woman here to tell you that she didn't like it that much. We've established that I don't have intelligent opinions on this movie. Um, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say you don't have a t- no. intelligent. I think all your criticisms are pretty valid. And as someone who loves the movie, like, yeah, those are pretty valid criticisms. I think for me, um, the biggest criticism is the fact that they're like, what I'm saying is like, I really did enjoy a lot of it, but I feel like it was too soon that I couldn't suspect any of the large cast. Mm-hmm. And then like there's a lot of people in it and then a lot of them are quickly written off. So I feel like cut one of the kids maybe. Also Chris Evans was so blatantly the bad guy. That that was my own qualm. Yeah. Own qualm. I don't know why I'm I said that. Not, I mean, I'm I think very he was blatantly gullible. the bad guy in terms of, you know, yeah, he's a bad person. Like he's not a but I don't think I mean, and he each one of them had a clear motive to True. to True. do it. Um and I think it was just um, there was so much there, we, there was that turn in the second act where Chris Evans now starts helping Marta and yeah. that's where, and that's kind of where you're like, Oh, but none of no one else in the family would help Marta. True. true. Yeah. I, mean, I guess so my that's where you're like, you're just... kind of like it, it edges you to let your guard down with him. And I think that helps because yeah, it's like, yeah, he's it's Chris Evans. Like, yeah, I just wish Tony Collette but, uh, was the one who yeah. did it. That's all. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Me too. That's the only, that's my only criticism, basically. I wish I that it was- one-liners in the movie. I wish She's it was so that uh, Nazi child that killed him. The Nazi child by, masturbating in the bathroom. Who's played by Jaden Martell, who has two lines total in the entire movie. Yeah, he just which, sits there on his phone and is so who, funny. Who is he? Who is I thought it was it. offensive He's the kid from It. Oh, right, 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 right. Which, which um, one? He was also- Oh, he's and the brother of the not, one who was killed. At I was the gonna beginning. say not Bill. Oh, was he is Bill? That who he is? Bill. He might he have was, been Bill. I don't yeah, know their Bill. names. He was um, also on an Apple TV series called "Defending Jacob," where Chris Evans plays his father, That's right. and he's defending him of a murder that he's been accused of. And so, Jaden Martell is like so like creepy the entire is he time. Jacob. Yes. And he's creepy in this. And Tony there... loves being in stuff with creepy children. The thing with me in this movie is that I have personal issues with it, but I don't know if they necessarily translate to things that Ryan Johnson should have done. Right. Like I don't know if what? they're I don't know if they're very objective qualms. Like I would have liked to see Jaden if Jaden Martell had more to do. I would have preferred if there were less family members that all had more to do. But I think that having a big yeah. cast is just part of a whodunit. Yeah. And because of that whole yeah. like Obama Trump thing, there does have to be like some 
liberal family members and then some right-wing family members for them to like argue creating this false dichotomy where in the end they do unite to try and take down Marta. Marta. Because their allegiance is to capitalism and not Not. doing what's right. And I feel like if I'm correct, Marta was barely in the marketing for this movie, right? I feel like she is the lead. I don't think I think the marketing was designed to make you think that she would never be a suspect. That it was right. someone in the family. <laughs> um, so then when at the end of the first act, when you see the blood in her shoe, you're like, oh, she she had right. something to do with it. And I think the marketing did a really good job of that because it really felt like it was going to be like an Agatha Christie thing. But instead it felt yeah. wholly I new. I kind of wish it was a miniseries. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it used its time pretty well. Like I know, Sam, you were saying like you wanted 90. It would You think it could have been a tight 90, but I don't know. Watching it for, for this podcast... Like, and I was like, what, like more like, cause I was working a little bit and I had already also just watched it a week before. I was really just like oh. listening to the script. Um, and it is a tight script. Like there are no throwaway it scenes. Is. Um, I think it's because the explanation scene takes like a full 12 minutes. Cause uh, but I, do. he, Daniel Craig hammed it up and it was yeah. so good. I didn't like Daniel Craig in this movie. I don't it's think he's funny. Choice. I could have taken him or, leave, or left him, but like my, I had fun with him. Like I think that's idea, just kind of my idea, idea is what I think that his character should have played been played by Lakeith Stanfield because mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield is funnier than that. Daniel Craig, and also a minority like Marta. Exactly, and he didn't have um, a lot to do in this movie. No, but he was a with. really good straight man against. Uh, True. He uh, was, but Daniel Craig's like very bombastic, clearly yeah. a caricature. And the other cop thing. being like a fanboy. A fanboy. Yeah, but I think that Daniel Craig would have played a better straight man and Lakeith Stanfield would have played a better, like, crazy person. That's fair. Doesn't Ryan Johnson want to make a, a sequel that's just there starring is... Daniel Craig? Well, yeah, it's going to be like a Sherlock Holmes kind of deal where, like, you know, it's. Daniel Craig is like doing a new a, n- another thing. I don't know. I'd be surprised if he does another murder mystery. I'd love to see it be an it's anthology. Benoit right. Blanc applies for a bank loan. <laughs> um, but I, I, would love to, I would love I to see. I need two million dollars <laughs> to open up a spa. <laughs> We're not going to let you talk on our podcast. <laughs> None of that was like southern accents. Uh, well, I have one, so <laughs> it's fine. What do you want to see Daniel Craig do? I would love in the to next see, oh, two I Knives would, Out. Wander. I would love. Well, I would have liked to see the original cast come back. As well, I asked people. Wander. Okay. You know, oh, oh, as different people like American. Honestly, Wars, right? couldn't yeah. care less about this next Knives Out because if it doesn't have Anid uh, Armars in it, I don't give a fuck. Okay. Um, Any what's in it? Uh, Anna, Anna De Armas. Or the the armis. Oh, yeah. Um, it was never in it. I don't, give, I don't care. I think that's probably why I liked it so much. Is that she's just like a beautiful human being, you know? So that was. Uh, Did and she like, leave Ben Affleck for you? Is that what you're actress. saying right now? I wish. Um, Rest in peace, Ben. Sorry, Benny. Um, should tread harder. Um, <laughs> he was holding all those copies. Come on. Hey, you know, if you, when you lose them, you lose them. You know, that's the. That's the reality. I want to know who those coffees were for. Like, I don't think Her. he has kids. Her. So, she drinks that much. I think she's Does dead. she drink four ice, large iced coffees I a day? I guarantee it. Um, guarantee she it. has earned that right. 
I think yeah. she puts them in the fridge and saves them for later. Because uh, she's gonna be sense. she's gonna be Marilyn Monroe soon. That's what Whoa. I do when I go to Taco Bell. Ana de Armas. I get a soft taco to put in the fridge and save for later. You do. I once it's... criticized you for that, and <laughs> then I felt bad. I, I think I think Craig did a really good just um, impression. Craig. Yeah, Daniel, I think he did a really great impression of just uh, House of Cards. I thought that was great. I was really impressed with that, uh, and I was I thought it was great that he kept it on for the whole movie. I thought that was cool. Um, Instead of uh, just dropping it halfway through. I have a question for the 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 panel. The donut analogy that he uses. Love My it. least favorite part of the movie. Do you think they know <laughs> that it didn't make sense? Like, I can't tell, because I think at one point Daniel Craig was like, or not, but uh, uh, what's the character's name? Um, was like, yeah, it's not a donut. Like, I, I'm going to keep using donut, but it's not a donut. But like, do you think they knew that the donut thing didn't make sense? Yeah. Because they bring it up like three scenes. It made sense, though, when he said... It's a. I thought it was a. It was a donut. I found the the donut hole. I thought I was gonna fix it, but then the donut hole was in itself a donut. I thought that really spoke to how that pastry works. I thought it was impressive. Um, <laughs> and I thought, yeah, if you if you would just almost if if your roommate is really drunk one day and says, "Hey man, did you still have those donuts? You can just take a donut hole, take a straw, put it through it, and give it, and then give it to them. They'll be like, "No, I wanted a donut," and then you're like. Look at him, man. It's a donut, actually. And then they'll be like, oh, man. Can't get mad at so you. Basically, it's, a, it's a good technicality. So no, I guess, is what I got from that. I loved the but scene no, where he was like, sense. the whole of the donut was the donut hole itself. I. It seemed to make sense at the time that he said it. <laughs> right. And then he was like, no, this makes no sense. Maybe I Daniel Craig really is really hated it. I really hated that. Actually, it's my least favorite part. Every time he says yeah, about the donut, I roll my eyes no. so far. At least the, f- the first time I didn't mind it. The second time I was like, this is getting a little, I was like, okay. Like, you know what I think? No, but I also, keep going. You have more yeah. to say about the donut, right? Well, yeah, I, I do. Because uh, I think maybe you would have been happier if you had said something like, I'm looking for the missing puzzle piece, right? Because I'm sure that would have made you, because that analogy is used more often. But if you think about it, a donut hole is just a, a puzzle piece for a whole donut, right? To just make like a circular pastry piece. So, you know, like I get it. Like um, you're bougie, you know, you're more of a puzzle guy. And I'm just like a part of the proletariat and I'm more of like a donut guy. And I kind of get donut holes. They're kind of just a puzzle for a donut pastry. Um, and I think it makes sense. Is it because of the cardigan that I'm a proletariat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you're I guess bougie I'll now stop. I guess I'm gonna stop wearing cardigans. I'm a man of the people, damn it. What is uh why do you have what do you have, Andrew? What do you have against donuts and you're from Massachusetts? Because because you know I have nothing against donuts. I, Dunkin I donut? just did I just thought the analogy didn't hold up the second time. <laughs> and I, I didn't I only clocked one donut analogy in there the were film. three. Three. And I no. and I liked it. I don't remember which one I'm thinking of. There was but one I really in the car. There was I one in the. I the donut analogy, and I liked it. Good. One in the car, one in the bar, one in the jar. Well, there I was liked one in it. the. Well, there was. There was one in the hospital. I thought, and then one at the the house. When were the they end. in a hospital? When the, um, the housekeeper almost died. I mm. went to the bathroom during this movie <laughs> at one point. Well, okay. And then I came out the and asked my roommate actually... to tell me what I missed. 
Sam, I think the housekeeper could have been played by you. She like secretly smokes weed and she watches a lot of TV and then she tries to expose the crime. That reminded oh. me of you in a doll's house. And then immersive she's like, live doll's house at our school. And then she's like gasping for air at the you! <gasps> you did it. I could do that because every time I have a panic attack, I think that I can't breathe, even though I can. You uh you know what I hate about that scene though? Uh, the spider randomly crawling across her eye. Loved That's it. So hard. Yeah, but it was such great. Weird. It was just such a cool shot. I'm arachnophobic. I think um, that I might just be like emotionally dead inside because I remember seeing the shot of the spider on her head and knowing in my mind being like great shot, but it just it didn't spark anything in me either time it, I saw it. Doesn't it doesn't spark joy, but but then the spider disappears like two seconds later. What well, is like an abandoned like warehouse? I mean. It was just Why? also, a th- it was a thick boy of a spider. It mm-hmm. was. I thought that, yeah, I don't know. Usually you I just mean, get like a daddy long leg or something. You would get, you'd usually get that. What about the, uh, anyway, where are we? Where are we? Where are we with the plot right now? We haven't really talked about it. We haven't talked anything. Okay. When is this podcast ever talked about plot? Um, Excuse me. Usually. I don't know if you know this, but we sometimes do a segment now where we summarize the plot. So <laughs> hold off. I mean, I, like I've been on the podcast a few times, and usual happiness kind of like the host will kind of lead us through the story, and we've been kind of all over the place for this one. So you know, one of my favorite things is how much they wanted, they tried to make Christopher Plummer's uh, rest in peace um, mm. into Stephen King. Like yeah. it was, and they were, I think that, and that's why I think they chose Massachusetts was because they were like, well, if we set it in Maine, it'll be too much. That was blatantly Stephen King. But if we we'll set it in Massachusetts, to- it'll seem. Well, Stephen we'll King famously loves to have his works be adapted. And, right. But <laughs> for better or worse, Pet True. Cemetery. Christopher Plummer, uh, he hated his family. But it's his fault that he raised them that way. So, and he, but he also admits that, like right. he's like, I messed, like I just messed up. Other than Are we led Jamie to believe Lee that Curtis, he, well, true, he is close with her. Um, I, can and we talk I loved about her real in this quick, movie. Yeah, can we talk about how topical this movie is right now? Because he recently died, and she recently had amazing boobs at the Golden Globes. So, I didn't want to say it, but like, I hope I'm glad we were all thinking it. Great boobs, phenomenal boobs, phenomenal life from Chris Plum. Christopher Plummer rules. Apparently on the director's commentary, he uh, had many nice things to say about Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer also hated The Sound of Music, which he was in. (gasps) Possibly the work that he's most famous for. He would call it The Sound of Mucus. And apparently all the actors who played his children were scared of him. Why did he hate it though? I don't know. He, Wait, his he, children in Knives Out or his children in The Sound of Music? His they're... children in The Sound of Music. Okay. I'd be yeah. shocked if Jamie Lee Curtis was afraid of Christopher Plummer. The confusing thing about that movie, to be honest, The Sound of Music, <laughs> and what I really don't get about it at all, is it feels like it's it's like a whole story first of like, you know, like there's this like bad dad and like, you know, this musical teacher shows up and then they kind of become a family again, right? And that feels like a complete story to me. I, I watched that. I'm like, that's a whole story. And suddenly they're just like, oh, psych, and it's World War II, though. And you're just like, what the fuck? We yeah. had this nice story, and now there's, like, Nazis all up? Like, like, what's going on? You know what I mean? It's I, almost it's like, essentially kind of like 2015. It's kind of like Indiana Jones. Yeah. 
like a lot of movies. I used to watch like only the first half of The Sound of Music when I was a kid because once the Nazi stuff happened, I stopped understanding what was going on because I was six years old and I was like, I'm not interested in this. And it's also a three-hour movie and I could not pay attention for that long. The only reason I watched it was because when I was in fifth grade, this like special teacher I had who like took gifted students I guess we were gifted for sure, but she took <laughs> us into a room and she was like, okay, I'm putting the sound of music on you guys. We have to watch it. Cause I love it so much. And then she like skipped over some of the nun stuff. And that's all I remember. It's so how, over good is, how good is Doa Deer though? That's a great song. Doa Deer's good. <laughs> um, oh, and Lady Gaga's medley at the Oscars in 2015 oh, was pretty good. Great. And did you see her sing at, at Biden's inauguration? Oh my God, what a great moment for this country. Oh and that my poet? God. Whoa! Can we start with that for a second? The inauguration? Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and no one died. There was no violence. What a shocker. I didn't expect that at all. I honestly, I thought, I thought a lot of people were going to die at the inauguration. And then it did, because, you know, the Capitol got attacked. Oh, um, the, wait, it yeah. did? Yeah, it got taken for like <laughs> a day. That was insane, too, right, guys? Like it was just held? That was crazy. Like, I, oh, I know, it was so short. Me, if you asked me at the beginning of the year, like, what would happen if you tried to violently take over the capital? I'd be like, military be around. Like, there's a bu- probably like a bunch of hidden tunnels. There'd be army guys everywhere. Nothing. That was nuts to me. If you had asked me at the beginning of the year what would happen if you tried to violently take the capital, I would say, what's the capital? And then you would have to explain to me that it's where like the Congress and the House of Representatives are and that they're in yeah. session, like in person. Wow. Because Yeah, I never knew it was the same place either. Exactly. Okay. When it was getting taken over, I was like, oh, so there's a bunch of people storming an empty building. And the entire time I was mm. at work, I didn't know... The in the Hunger Games, it took an entire bad third book for them to raid the Capitol and two movies. Well, wow. and then in weird. real life, it just takes like half a day. Half a day. Anyways, so my I was favorite afraid. scene. Yeah. I thought it was really good acting, though. Can I just say real quick in the movie Knives Out? Um, the Insurrection? No, Knives Out. It's a nice movie. I really like I think the uh, insurrectionists were crisis actors. How does it feel now, Alex Jones? <laughs> He's oh dead. Oh, he's that not dead. Gone. That's that Rush a... Limbaugh. <laughs> Alex Jones thinks that Lady Gaga's dogs were kidnapped as a stunt to sell Oreos. Not even Close kidding. Enough, though, so, you know. Anyway, what you were saying about Knives Out? I thought it was really beautiful was that when she, when, when Marta realizes that she's giving him the wrong medication, I honestly oh, thought that was some that's... of the best. It was so good. And you it really was so it. tense. It was so yeah. like you were. You felt like you were just like, oh shit, like yeah, well, yeah. And her whole thing is that she, uh, her mom's undocumented. Mm-hmm. She's worried he doesn't want her to be blamed for it, for the mur- for the accidental death. He knows his family are dirty scumbags who are Republican, and they're gonna try and ruin her life. And he's right. already left his whole will to her. Um, kind of makes you wonder if he was just gonna kill himself anyway. <laughs> Not like that night, but like well, no, I know what you mean. He, he says something to her when she initially comes in, where he basically says that he's just waiting to die, which is why I don't think we should put any more money into cancer research, at least not the ones that affect old people. You're Do telling you me it cancer? makes a difference that somebody lives to eighty instead of seventy-five? Okay, that's a little young for me. That's, I think eight. But Sam, you're thinking of treatment, not research. 
I don't give a fuck what you think I'm talking about, Andrew. We got to cure cancer, okay, Sam? We got to cure cancer. Honestly, what I'll say kind of maybe just a crazy thought here. Um, viruses uh, aren't living, right? But, like, they deserve a shot. And I think we should really stop taking them down. You know, just kind of maybe just go out. You know, go to your favorite restaurant. Just let them, let it go. Let it thrive a little, you know. Make, give it a chance, you know. I feel... I feel like if we made to go off of your point, Wander, if we made friends with coronavirus, like if we invited it over for a dinner party, exactly. if we had like a really nice like kale salad that yeah. we offered the coronavirus, I think that it would stop killing us and it would con- reconsider. I, I like to remind the audience that that Trump met with Kim Jong-un, right? And like, right. why are we not doing that with COVID? I just I think we're constantly so scared to meet with the our biggest fears and then just do it. I'm a calendar clerk as a career and I could easily set it up. I set up That's Zoom your meetings job? every day. Yeah. That's I use your official title. Mm-hmm. What? Shit. I thought it was yeah. receptionist. Holy I say receptionist because that's people. I thought know it was notary. Means. I thought I you would have told me. You're a notary. That's right. No, you're not. I think it's her besties. Sam's a notary. You are a notary. I. Besties, though? She can I'm, notarize. I have my notary license. I don't yeah. know what that means. It means you yeah, can you do, oh, you did stamp. tell me that. You told me that because when you got it, because I was like, oh my God, I'm so thrilled for you because I used to have to get my thespian forms notarized all the time. And I didn't know what that meant. And now you could do it for me if I was still a thespian. Quick cue, though. You guys are besties, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what she did, so that's kind of... No, I know what she did. She didn't know her official title. That's sus. She, That's she sus. never yeah. told me her official title. Okay. I do yeah, say receptionist you. all the time. I just said calendar clerk this time because we were talking about scheduling. I may not know her job title, but I know with her the coronavirus. Fears. I know her passions, her. Dreams. Yeah, but if you can't recite her resume, then what's the point? <laughs> Yo, what's the fucking point, dude? Jake Sam, knows the part of You're unemployed. You As of today, I got laid off. Yay! Hey. Again, Dakota Johnson's dad is. is oh, good. that's. Oh, yeah. He, I, I mean, the character's name is Richard, but I see him in everything. He's in like Watchmen. He's in, but he always plays the same kind of yeah. like, uh, really white rough, liberal secret racist. Angry. Yeah, that he he's the like. Uh, get you could have you. Li- yeah, I was gonna say that one of my notes was you could have replaced him with Bradley Whitford and had the same movie. Oh my god, my oh, fa- my favorite line wish. in the movie. My favorite line in the movie is when he's like, I he quotes Hamilton and then he's like, I saw it at the public. <laughs> One of the things, oh, did we ever get where Marta's actual- um, Where she's from? Her where she's from? Because no. everyone says something different. I, Because Jamie Lee Curtis and then even Richard says, says two different things. Say like Paraguay, Uruguay, Brazil, and Ecuador are all sad, but we don't actually know. But we don't actually know. Yeah. Oh, the actress is Cuban, so. <gasps> you know a lot about your. Yeah, Wander knows a lot of shocking just... amount about Anna de Armas. Yeah, but she got her first role when she was sixteen. Like, what do you guys like? <laughs> sorry, like, okay, like, I fell in love a little bit last night. Okay, you just sweet me. Oh, you know, I fell she... in love with Anna de Armas too. <laughs> I don't know who I'd yeah, rather I... been in that relationship, Ben Affleck or Anna de Armas. I really couldn't tell you. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would date either of them. I I don't like Knives Out, and I also don't like Succession, which I think <gasps> means really? something. 
It's the same thing where it's it's the same thing where I'm like I know it's good it just doesn't hit with me. No, and that's right. I mean it's it's art. It's not oh supposed to, it's not going to hit at everybody. Yeah, but that was that's one of my first right. notes. I was I, I was like wait, this is a succession situation. Except I do... except Harlan the the big dad in Knives Out seems to be uh pretty cool. And the dad in Succession to the best of my knowledge sucks. Oh my gosh. You... Um what? Sorry, Anna de Armas was is gonna is in that Bond movie that kept getting delayed with Daniel Craig. Oh, oh. she's a Bond gal. Sorry, oh. just this found is that out, so. uh, I'll, maybe I'm finally excited for a James Bond movie. Uh, yeah, Bond, yeah, I'm not a James Bond person, but I can be He's an Anna fine. de Armas person. I've never seen a James Bond movie. What? I'm just kidding. I I've seen like one. Um, no, I saw fine. two. I saw Skyfall. Skyfall's the only one that I saw too. Why? Whoa, guys, I just blew something up. Like, I kind of just blew this case up, though, real quick, guys. I'm looking at Letterboxd right now, and I just found Sam's review of the film. And she just said she didn't like the film, but on Letterboxd, she said, I liked it, but it really wasn't my thing. So. How many stars? Time out. How many stars? Um, I don't Samantha? Think she, did she, I don't think she started. It was no, no stars. I no, didn't. Give it, guys. I opted out of the star system. You I just got a letterbox. I just got a letterbox, but I don't know how to find people. Oh. What's your name? Samantha Prosser. That's it. Sam has some explaining to do. So what is it, Sam? Did you like it or didn't you yeah, like it? That's what I want to know. I plead the fifth. That's not how that works. Y'all that's knew not... what you were getting into. Did I'm a Gemini. You just found out what the capital was. I know you don't know how the Fifth Amendment works. <laughs> Wait, I can't find you. I can't find you, Sam. <laughs> oh, there you are. Sorry, I, I didn't put a space between your names because I'm insane. Um, so I've rated four movies and they're my four favorite movies and I've only given them stars because I don't like to write reviews. What are your four favorite movies? Guess, I'm just kidding. Uh, they're really weird. That's why I'm not guessing. Cloud Atlas. Okay. Tricks of Being cool. a Wallflower. Right. Tracks. And Boyhood. So three coming of age and one uh, mildly problematic sci-fi epic. Jake, why haven't you followed me on Letterboxd yet? I just found you. Oh, I didn't know I could do that. Hold on. Yeah, to kind of continue to use Letterbox to call Sam oh, out. Oh, Carrie. Um, on uh, let me just find. I the think date we should. I think we yeah. should do. There should be a new segment of the, the podcast where we um, right. We cross reference Sam's Sam's review of the the movie with her Letterboxd review. Yeah. So when I reviewed uh, Source Code, um, <laughs> Sam said, "You're the only person who who is good at this app, uh, and it hasn't liked a review since of mine." So it's. I liked your review of I Care a lot. Oh, did you? Okay. Oh, is yeah. that good? Is that oh, a good okay. movie? Sorry. No. Never mind. I missed that. It was, well, I thought it was good. I think I gave it four stars. I don't I feel remember. like anything's good with Rosamund Pike in that hair. Style, I gave it four. Though. I gave it three and a half. Rosamund Pike was good, but um, I, I couldn't. I, I just. You don't like her beating Borat's daughter? That's exactly For it. the Golden Globe? <laughs> I thought my review, I, like I thought this ones were written, though. I really took the time to write my I Care a lot review. So. Yeah. It's just I you just cared don't a lot think about it. I just don't think it's a comedy. Right. I think I kind of said that in my review too. So. But it looks like one in the trailer. Yeah, it's not. Definitely, it's certainly not. It it's you are filled with so much hate during that film. So I it's one of it, you know what it is? It's one of those movies where like everyone's a bad person, which I don't personally respond to. Which uh, I think is kind of part of what my issue. Why you don't like Succession? With Succession and with Knives Out, because like Marta's a good character. 
Yeah. I mean, Marta's a good person, but she doesn't have anybody else to like be good with. You just like movies about f- happy, fun people. So that's why I person. liked her uh, when she teamed up with Chris Evans. I was like, okay, okay. And then at the end, when it turned out that he had uh, killed his grandpa or tried to, I was kind yeah, was of like, part. all right. I have a question, Sam. You like the movie Carrie, though. Yeah. Every, no, who's good in that? Um, Carrie, Sue Snell, Tommy Ross, and Miss Desjardins. And Sue's mom. Yes, Sue's mom. Okay, you're right. And Carrie is not, though, because she kills everyone. She was in a fugue state. <laughs> no jury would convict. Are you kidding? No jury would convict. She blew up the whole town. Not intentionally. It she depends on up, who in you're In the movie, watching. she only blew up the, the, the gym. So you're so right. See, and, and her own home. Sissy SpaceX Carrie did it by accident, I think. But Chloe Grace Moretz's Carrie did it very intentionally because she's well, like looking people in yeah. the eyes as she's like force choking them. Uh, Sissy SpaceX well, Carrie just kind of looks around while it seems to be happening around her. But in the book, Carrie does it on purpose because yeah, Stephen King doesn't true. like women. Yeah. I mean, I just said that. I don't know. I found out on Tumblr recently that Miss Trunchbull from Matilda is. Um, a lesbian stereotype oh yeah i mean she was played by a man in the broadway production which they are changing for the netflix version did you hear about that we talk about this netflix is doing an adaptation of the matilda broadway show and emma thompson's gonna be miss trunchbull oh my god is millie shapiro going to be in it i really well she's 18 now she she looks like a perpetually four and she's very like alt on tiktok very odd. Do you guys wait? Have you guys? You guys have seen Hereditary, right? I haven't yet. Who's <gasps> required to watch it for this podcast? I it was. Seen. It was required. Was it, was it required reading? You guys had to watch <sighs> all 60, the... 68 movies leading up to this movie. Uh, Tony's IMDb. Uh, yeah. So. The little girl from Hereditary is on TikTok now, and she's going through an emo phase. Yeah, good for her. She's super cool. How what? Is she okay though? No, she's no, she's yes. She, I mean, who's in the movie? No, well, in the movie, I'm not going to spoil. But is she okay in life? Does she seem happy? As far as I know, she's just into like like goth, like emo fashion. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Good for her. Yeah. No, she's going to this child star is going through an emo phase on TikTok where she's just posting about how sad she is. I really think Gen Z actually have an emo phase and they should have. Like what's going on? Like no, not a single I haven't I've never seen a single Gen Zer with like seven colors of hair and like those red and black check tights and like And honestly, honestly with the new generation today, they don't even get what struggle is you know what i mean like no they don't have to live through 9-11 you know they just don't get it just a global like, pandemic and, and you know honestly Trump- honestly the new generation doesn't get struggle we get struggle and they're so fucking lazy i mean do it and they don't even have jobs and it's just like we understand yeah. hard work you know what i mean and it's just and, and they don't even phones. like skinny jeans yeah and they're always on their phones. that bothers me because i i had like like the jeans that would like sit under your fucking shoe. Yeah. Like they were because they were just so long and baggy that they would like you oh. try to walk and you just no, be but those are bad. Yeah, those are bad. Fucking why? 
Well, I actually don't know step, if those are back. I really step think in a that puddle all they and tell wear, me if you want them back. I think they only wear like athleisure now. I think they were like right. fitted. Well, yeah. Where are they going to go with the pandemic? Yeah, but before that too, they were like. Mm. I, I put on a shirt specifically for this thing. podcast. You what? I put on a shirt specifically for this podcast. Yeah, I was in like straight too. pajamas before this. And how do you feel straight about that pajamas? choice? Do you regret it? Do you like regret getting dressed up? I feel fine. I didn't... Are you asking Sam to remove her shirt, Ronder? No. Holy Whoa! shit! Whoa! The... Holy shit, you what? guys! On, on camera. No. On he, camera. We caught was... him. We caught him. Ronder. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> was asking if she, if how she Ladies felt. Ladies and gentlemen, she was like, ha. I don't want to sure this. Thing. Sure this thing, Andrew fucked Cuomo. up. <gasps> oh, I just oh, tore something in my face. I'm gasping so hard. Ow. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, guy, for real, what are we going to do about Andrew Cuomo? I think for real, should, uh, truly, just Cynthia the Hudson. Nixon is ready. Cynthia Nixon. Genuinely. This is why I voted for her. Just give it to AOC. I mean, maybe? I didn't I give it to AOC. Make her leave Congress. Cynthia yeah, Nixon. Give her the governor. I like the governor in Michigan. I think she could do both. I think that might. I don't, I don't know if that's the best idea. Well, do any of you want to do it? Oh, no. governor, Eric? Yeah, sure, I'll do it. What would what, 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 what would your first act be as governor? <laughs> yeah, my first act. Governor. What my first act as governor be? Um, Fifteen dollar minimum wage for New York State. Yeah. I give you. I give it a minimum wage. Andrew, you I, can't uh, do first. You can't Andrew, do a you, real thing. You already declined to be governor, Andrew. Wander, I want an answer from you, Honestly, not I Andrew. Think, I think. I think I would try and take down the um, the some of the housing um, rules because I think that in a lot of poorer neighborhoods in New York City, you're allowed to to like build tall, um, which you know leads to. To cheaper housing in those areas, but then a lot of like wealthy people try to prevent that from occurring in their neighborhoods, and that kind of increases rents throughout the entire city. So I'd really like to attack that and just start building higher uh, in in different parts of the city to decrease rent because I think that's kind of the one of the bigger issues of New York City is just the insane rent and the insane gentrification. I mean, I'm definitely a part of that problem with that. But I'd like to, if I was governor, I'd like to fight it in, in those ways. I would say your landlord is more a part of gentrification than you are. Yeah. Because the landlord sets the prices. Sure. And you. I'm sick and tired of taking responsibility. Sam, what would you do as governor? Um, I would smoke a fat blunt and immediately resign. <laughs> I would reopen all the join reads. Like, where are they going? Bring them back. <laughs> Come on. Uh, honestly, the 7-Eleven in my neighborhood closed. And that yeah, those messed me up. Two. Those that messed two. me up. I'd yeah. bring back my 7-Eleven. I'd, re- I'd require 7-Eleven to come back to my neighborhood if I was governor. I would close club coming. I would um, make, make the... SantaCon every... I'd make SantaCon happen every week. I would ban SantaCon. Oh. I would ban SantaCon. I would oh, ban okay. SantaCon. Yeah, I figured that was going to happen. <laughs> I would ban... <laughs> Um, tourists. Ooh. <laughs> close the borders. Close the borders. Close the borders Square. of the state. But not to people trying to live here, only to 
people with shorter stays. Yeah. You have, have to, you have to commit to at least two years in the state if you want to come in two here. Two years? Two years. Oh my God. I saw a if job want- listing today that was like, if we hire you, we prefer that you stay here for two years. I was like, is that exactly or? Oh, that's such, that's so stupid. Yeah. Also like, Especially on. when the company is an, it's an at-will employment. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. I think I'm technically not even allowed to talk about my job that just left laid me off in any way for like two years after I work there. Even if, no matter how long Why? I work there. Where I can't say working? anything positive or negative. I love I it when NDAs, Redacted. I love it when NDAs have an expiration date. There was an Ask Me Anything on Reddit by a Rock of Love producer who was like, my NDA just expired. Ask me whatever you want. And then they were just spilling all the secrets to the of love, love franchise. NDAs. Apparently, Andrew, you'll be interested in this because I know you love Brett Michaels. Apparently, one of I them- I went to produced- one concert. You said that you got super into big haired rock. Hair metal. In hair metal. In- big haired rock. Yeah, big haired rock. In high school, went I to did. a poison concert. I did, it was great. So- Apparently, Brett Michaels had never really dated before because he'd been famous since before he started fucking, basically. So when he started Rock of Love, the producers had to, like, teach him how to go on a date and how to, like, woo a woman. They had to be, like, ask her where she's from. And they had to, like, coach him through it. That's kind of adorable. Because he would just, because all he sees is tits and ass. Sam, put your shirt back on. (laughs) Because all he sees is that's an ass. That's what they say. Pants 10, looks 3. Um, I feel like we could talk more about the film. I I'd love to. It was good. It was great. It's a good flick. Um, um, what what was, okay, I have a question yet? for the, the panel. What was everyone's favorite Chris Evans sweater? There was only one, right? The There's, one. There's two or three. There's three. There's one. Uh, at the party, one at the um, will reading, and one at the end. So you like tits and ass? Because it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> seems like you just Sorry. like cable net. It I seems, Andrew, it seems to like, me like you can say fag. <gasps> Ow, I just tore my face thing again. <laughs> Jesus. It seems get, to me like you do here. have the right to reclaim that slur. Uh, uh, thanks. Well, I will say, what I'll say is, I'll say the same thing that all the smart YouTube guys I watched last night said. Um, I thought his best sweater was during kind of like the restaurant scene where he kind of allies the, the cable nip. Yeah, where it's he's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's like a, a classic. Movie. I really oh, like, like one a, of the oh, it's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Can I just say real quick because that's oh. what all the guys on YouTube said that that's it was kind of like cool that it, it was um almost like a sheep, but it ended up he was a wolf, so that was fun. Well, one of the things, like uh, one of the things, one of my favorite things about that sweater is that the costume. When I was I was watching a thing with the costume designer, and she said that she purposefully distressed it because he wouldn't care. Like even though it was a super expensive sweater, he wouldn't right. care about his clothing because he like he doesn't care about money. He doesn't care about anything. But what she also uh, said was that it was like a sheep kind of because. Um, well, because it's a wool like sweater. A, yeah, kind of like it, and if he was a wolf, so she kind of was like. I chose this one because you look like a sheep with it on. Um, personally, so. I really liked the teal one. I know that everyone loves the cable right. knit, but I, I like watching it again. I was like, oh, that that's what that the teal one is. Teal one slaps. Chris what was Evans your is also a wolf because of the sharp, sharp teeth and how he howls. Arr. Yes. Uh, oh, speaking <laughs> of shaggy gray wolves, fur. 
the the way they uh, on the I think it was the commentary, but the reason the dogs would attack him was because he would have to he for those shoots he'd walk around with meat in his pockets. Otherwise, because the dogs were super friendly, but in order to get them to like come up to him, uh, he he put stuffed meat in his pockets for the day. And that's like a red hair, or that's like a foreshadowing moment when they said he's like dogs. Uh, he what said, he uh, "Best judge of character is a dog," which I feel notes. like isn't true because I can't like I'm scared of dogs, and I know I think I don't know they jump and I go. Ah! Well, there, well, I think the reason they said that was the difference between the way they treated Marta and the way they treated right. um, Ransom. Sure. Um, uh, love that his name's Ransom. Um, so pivoting to another character, what was your favorite? of Jamie Lee Curtis's cigarette butts, like ashes that were about to fall on oh my God. the floor. <laughs> it would be, times. I think mine's the one at the end. It yeah. stressed me out. Because He's I'm like, like, I thought I thought it was gonna fall into like during the shot. That like, it was, was on like, its last legs. That was giving me uncut gems level dread. <laughs> I, Just I, I didn't think we needed yeah, if I was going to cut any family members, it would probably be Michael Shannon mm-hmm. and his wife. But, oh, my God. The scene in the hallway with him was so it's, stressful. It's could have been the other guy. It could have been, oh, been Richard. It could have been Johnson's Richard, but like. But he was also an in-law. I guess there were only real t- two re- actual children. Right, because the other one was dead. Tony is, the, yeah, Tony's husband died, which is the whole layer. She's getting cut off. Um, also, Meg daughter, sucked. Yeah, her daughter. The way she turned. Why turned uh marta's mother in as soon as her college and uh, college thing was uh fucking White girls White yeah girls. Just also, that was a, one of the things that bugged me was that so they the, the house is in salem and during the party which started out i think they said like 738 um yeah. meg leaves to go to smith college to a party right. at smith college but that's yeah. two hours and an hour and a half to two hours away it's an Amherst, as we all know. And then know. she comes so... back. And then she comes back for 11.30. So she was at that party for No, maybe... I think she comes back at 12.30, right? Yeah. Oh, maybe it was 12.30. So she well, regardless, she to... stayed at the party for two seconds. For like, You're right. She right. did like a key bump and then walked out the door. Do we think that she drunk drove? Yes. No, because other people were driving. So maybe she did. Who knows? Maybe someone else was drunk driving. But she, either think... way, Meg sucked. I think that Meg is very good at drunk driving. And that she should be allowed. I think so. I think. <laughs> I think that certain people should be allowed. Sam, one time I was like literally talking to you on the phone, not even FaceTiming you, and I was like many, many years ago, and I was driving, and I was sober, and you were like, "Get off the phone! You're gonna crash!" Mm-hmm. And thank you for I, that. Wanders, I think this is your third episode, right? This Wander, is both you. of our third episodes. Third. Wait, Andrew, you were on uh, um, Connie and Carla with and yeah, the with way Sharia. back. Oh, in the way back, right? Oh, <gasps> the way back, which is our final one before quarantine. That was the final one before quarantine. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So you're the true all star because you've recorded in, in three different locations. So I have. Ouch. I have. Your own home. I'm a someone true... else's home and Queens. <laughs> yeah. And you guys have really, you guys have really um, persevered through it all. I got to give you guys props. It's been. Well, it's we really been a ride. have. We did take uh, a five month break. Still, but everyone took a five month break at that point. But it was really just to line up Krampus with Christmas. She was in Krampus. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's her and Adam Scott oh. are the parents. It's really funny. <sighs> now that's oh. a comedy. 
for sure. That, that movie ruled. Actually, we really, didn't like it. It was awful, but it was funny. Wanda, um, run it by the, the letterbox review. Yeah, Krampus is funny. It's like so bad. It's like <laughs> there's only one genuinely scary part, and it's like this bizarre Jack in the Box clown with a creepy tongue. Yeah. Oh, Krampus. Um, oh, Krampus. Look, he, um, yet, yet again, okay, I feel like this is. Okay, in this movie and in Uncut Gems, Lakeith Stanfield plays a straight man to somebody else's crazy person, and enough is enough. He's in that too. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's in, um, and he's in Judas and the Black Messiah, and he's in Get Out, and he's in Short Sorry Term Twelve, you, and he's, he's in Atlanta. In, he's in everything. He's great. Um, I mean, yes, but I also think like. Lakeith has, and he's, and sorry to bother you, he's had tons of opportunities to be that crazy person, to be the. I haven't seen um, enough of his. I feel like. I've seen, I've surprisingly seen a lot of his filmography. Um, I've seen, I, you know what it is? I've seen his white people movies, and then I've seen Get Out. And that I want to watch it. Judas and the Black Messiah. I haven't really checked good. it out yet, but Sorry to Bother You is one scene away from a masterpiece. Um, I really want to rewatch Short Term Twelve. He was like a that was his first movie, I think. Re Lawson, and yeah. he is also great in Atlanta. If you guys haven't watched that, he I plays watch that like too. a seventeen-year-old who's about to age out of the foster care system, and he's like Ooh. fucked up about it. He's credited as Keith Stanfield in that. Jaw keeps dropping. Wild, and Stephanie Beatriz has a a minor role, and um, uh, Rose in, in Brooklyn Nine Nine. And uh, the guy from Mr. Robot. Don't get me started with Bohemian Rhapsody. Don't, oh, don't you hated Bohemian Rhapsody. Don't get me did, started. Did don't, you see don't Bohemian get, Rhapsody, Wander? Don't do it. Don't. Well, actually, I want you to see it because I want you to leave write a review. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they basically filmed a Madison Square, their Madison Square Garden looked like a basement in Brooklyn. Uh, it was embarrassing. And then so Queen uh, bribed the Golden Globes to give them best drama. Yeah. Okay, can I say real quick though, yeah. a, a film that Sam has seen that was Karambas, she gave it three stars and she said, it's been a long time since I hate a creature as much as I hate that weird snake thing. So See, um, that's true. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's time, that time she got it right on the podcast. So. <laughs> Wander, I think that you should be the the like the new Roger Ebert. Like you should be the the eminent film critic of all. Like you make or break films. No, I really want to I I want everybody to follow Wander on Letterboxd. I'm going to put right it in now. the episode. I think I'm gonna start I think I'm gonna start using Letterboxd just like again, just to follow Wander. I like don't really like I feel like for, for me, I like don't really want to read a lot of reviews because I kind of get annoyed when people think that they're that right. they have any right to say anything right. about like like good reads. Like I have well, yeah, but we have like a discussion. We like hang out right. about the movie. We talk about right. it from every angle. We go on tangents, and we are also talking about specifically one person in these movies. So it doesn't matter because like she's never been back. We haven't talked a lot about in this in this episode yet. Can we? I just want to do a diversion really quick. Wander, would you mind reading aloud your review of "I Care a Lot" because I thought that it was truly stunning. Okay, so the review goes as followed: Was this a fun, relaxing film? 
to watch to take a break from this crazy world? No. Did I spend the whole movie hating the main character with the passion of a thousand sons? Yes. Great, the main character is a villain. Does this mean I care a lot, had a high quality writing and acting? Yeah, for sure. Or would you have hated the main character less if it had been a man? Oh, snap. Maybe I did not hate the drug lord and he was a more evil person. Are you a sexist? Get the fuck out of my house. Three and a half stars. That's what I'm wondering. Everyone keeps talking about how much they hate her. And I'm like, have you seen her hair? It would be impossible for me to hate that woman because I love small, weird bobs. And I feel like that her her wig, or maybe that is her real hair, actually, now I think about it. That right. hair proves that the movie is a comedy. I haven't seen it. I don't think it's a comedy. <laughs> I really don't think, because I never laughed No, but once. the hair is the joke, Wander. Get with the camp. The whole film it's camp. is just hinging on that one joke. Come that's on. not a good. That's a bad comedy. If that if if the goal was to make me laugh, they did a bad job. Okay, we've done improv scenes together that hinged on one joke. Wander. Sorry, excuse. We've done improv together that's hinged on one joke. Was it's it bad? Yeah. Yeah, it's called game. It's called UCB game. Okay. <laughs> okay, and I'm great. I was I almost got into Lloyd, man. So you know, I get game. Okay, that's one thing I understand really, really well. When you and Tucker didn't get on a Lloyd team and oh, when Ian, and when Ian got cut from his Lloyd oh, team, that, was, that was fucked up. That was the moment that I was like, improv's actually fake. Well, COVID that happened literally the week after fake. that. Yeah, as revenge. Honestly, it was messed COVID, up. COVID heard that Ty Principles was dissolving and was like, <laughs> it's time to attack the yeah. city. And you what do you think about that? How Ty Principles kind of fell apart? What were your thoughts? I was what? very sad. Well, you know what's funny is that we never made an announcement on our never Instagram. Did. Kind we of let it die because everyone just assumed that it was dead. Well, no, everyone knew that you couldn't be in person, so no one cared. Oh, uh, well, fair. So yeah, um, Tony's did you really miss good. It? Did how's you the miss new? It, she was great in this. How's there the was... new improv team, Wander? How's Go Dummy? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's oh yeah, you guys good. secretly formed that right when we were dissolving. Secretly, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was a secret. No one ever told me anything. That's a fact. Okay. I'm That's sorry. a fact. Are you, no, are I'm you not mad it? about it. I'm just saying that everybody knew shit on the improv team and didn't tell me. That's a full fact. And I, I'm okay with it. I'm at peace a year later. But everything I found out last Sounded night. Sounded a little I salty. And it's, only last... because I, it's only because I had weird hours and I had to work at nights when you guys had fun and went out. Here's how I know I'm a psychopath is I texted the improv group chat saying I'm quitting the team. I don't like improv anymore in general. And then when you guys made Go Dummy, I was offended that I hadn't been asked to be on. Yeah. I think that you leaving was actually a red herring. I get that. I think it was a red herring. I think you... We're actually the one who killed uh, the Chris city. Blue. Also, Wander, the after work show. Fantastic. Thanks. Good work. Did Thank you see you. me on it, Wander? I did. It was it was fun to see your uh, to see that, man. It was good. Great. Thank you. Uh, Andrew's tuned out. Should we talk about the movie some more? <laughs> I mean, he's so was, bad that we're not talking honestly, about it. No, I was no, so excited. I have nothing to add. What it was exciting to, to talk this? about. Um, 
Yeah, Tony's good. Uh, her first scene is really excellent. Like, awesome. what a great just, first like, scene. Her dancing, trying to get Jamie Lee Curtis. To and dance they with just her. the dismiss yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis's dismissal and like, like just ignoring oh, her as she's family. just feeling herself. Honestly, Tony, this... It's a meme, right? It, she became it really a, a did, brief but it also meme. just really, without saying anything, set it up, set up her dynamic and relationship to the rest of the Perfect. family. Yeah. And she was the woke one too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What Which I is also my... funny because she's the one who's like this fake influencer guru, whatever. Yeah. Or, so uh, she what literally think. was just supposed to be Gwyneth Paltrow. <gasps> True. Mm, I thought that same pod. thing. I would say uh, the best Tony moment though, what I would say if I was asked. Oh, no. We're not at the awards yet. We're not at the awards yet. Wanda, you've so, been on this three times. Come on. It's just. He's trying to leave. He's on fire. It's just been a while, you know. Sorry. It is. No wonder it's okay. Of, we were mean to you just now. I'm sorry. It is about kind that. of time for awards, though. It's um. It's okay. We've been yeah. recording for an hour fifteen. You yeah, have to be Samantha. We keep, but we keep on saying let's cut that. So I think we might have. Yeah, I feel like we have about thirty minutes to use. Twenty-five minutes of usable well, audio. So I, I, I have to watch. She's too young with my roommates. She's too young. too young. It's a lifetime movie about a girl who's too young. For Sam, what? This is why we only have 25 maybe minutes she of usable grow audio. Up. Maybe she should grow up if she's too well, young. How about that? That's messed up. Let her grow at You're her right. pace. I'm sorry. You're right. It's okay. Uh, um, Does anybody have any other notes before I we think move we on did cover awards? kind of a lot of the movie. We really did. We did. We did. Like, I don't want anyone to think we didn't. Like, I, I kind of feel like I to... Really and to go through the movie and like recap it and be like, here's what I thought when this happened. Here's what I thought in order. Would be boring. Yeah. It's, it's easier if we just yeah. acknowledge how it ends at the beginning. And yeah. I actually have a really fun stray thought. Um, this line was like my favorite line in the movie, but it's not Tony related. Um, when she's like, what's a will reading like? And he's like, a will reading is a community theater production of a tax return. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty funny. I've never been to a well reading. Me either. You know who should have you know who should have played Daniel Craig's role, if not Lakeith Stanfield? Who? Christopher Maloney. I thought you were gonna say Chris Plummer. <gasps> Why wasn't it him? Why wasn't Wait, Chris Plummer just it playing? It should have been Olivia it should have been Marishka Hargate. Chris Maloney is a demonstrated comedic actor. He's hey. hot as hell. He has experience playing police officers. Same with Marishka Hargate. Have you seen the trailer for their upcoming crossover event? I have when they not. On uh, Law and Order. It's my, so funny because it's I've been like, watching a lot of SVU with my roommates. He calls, he calls, she's like at this crime scene and like you hear someone going, live, live. And she turns around. She goes, and then it cuts to black. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Like a cab, but truly SVU is a fantasy. Apparently, this season, this past season, they shot and it's like they're kind of acknowledging COVID, but like they're very flaky with masks, so they like, yeah. have masks in their hand while they talk, and it's like, what are you doing? Apparently, the season premiere was like the detectives try to solve a case while dealing with the public's falling trust in the police. And I was like, please don't. Mood. Please don't. I do not want to see a Black Lives Matter episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. I'm here for. I want to see Olivia Benson like stretched, like laying down in front of de Blasio's mansion. 
with her fists in the air. Are because you kidding? the only the only good way for it to go is for all the characters to quit their jobs. She would. Well, that's what that's what's probably going to happen on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, because they're like canceling it. They were like, we're we're not. This is this is it. They're, they're doing like an abbreviated next season. Yeah. Akab. My favorite uh, Daniel Craig line in this was when he's talking to Anna J. Armas about how she pukes when she's lying. He goes, you have the regurgitative reaction to mistruthin. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I think I, I mean, it was silly, but I also was like, when I was watching that, I was like, oh, they really just didn't want to say she throws up when she lies. Yeah. But then she has the punchline because she goes, I will puke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it like a is that like a thing someone could have? No. I don't think so. Not that like not to not that like that. Level. I just think it's yeah. But she learns I mean, to control it because later she like she says a lie and then quickly gets in a car and like briefly throws up in like a big gulp. And then and then she does it again and holds it in to let it all out on Chris Evans. Yeah. Right, right, right. Ugh, I hated that though. Oh my god, the chunks. Oh, I hate a chunk. I don't like that. I hate it when Chris Evans is with her in the diner and he's like, you just had all that beans and toast. Well, and you know what? You, Ooh, oh, I, I you know what though. I love that? You know what I loved about that though? Is because we don't know. We didn't know how, um, uh, what Daniel Let me Craig tell you knew. why I hated it. No, hold let on. me tell you why I we hated didn't, it. Wait, wait, wait. Let you hate women uh, if you don't <laughs> let me finish. Right. Here's the thing. Let him finish, let him finish. No, I'm good. He was talking first. I'm the good. food, Damn. the food that I love the most, <laughs> beans. I'm a Puerto Rican woman. The act that I hate the most, puking. puking. I despise it. I low key have a fear of it. It started manifesting in my OCD late last year, where I started thinking that I was going to puke every time I got anxious at all. So for Chris Evans to combine my favorite food with my worst fear, it was, was it was offensive. It was racist. It was sexist. It was classist. It was ableist. Call and him a frankly, wop. call him a wop. <laughs> Chris Evans is a stupid wop. Okay, we with that your point, Andrew. And was, and what also was kind of weird was if you looked at the plate in that scene, she had only eaten the beans, all the toast was still there. So it was just like a false. Thing <laughs> no, there was like, sausage too. There was sausage, which is also a veganist. So. Why did you like that terrible scene, Andrew? Um. No, I'm good. Anyway, no, because um, we don't know, like uh, Daniel Craig mentions, we don't know why Daniel Craig knows about the regurgitative um, thing. But then in that scene, Chris Evans says he that he remembers from playing that, like whatever, whatever game they were talking about Go. Uh, when they were playing oh, Mafia. Mafia. And she so and then when you find out that it's like a nod that Chris Evans is the one that hired him. Oh, wait. So he told when he hired so in him, his note, when her? he hired, he would have told her that he she has Chris... the yeah, 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 yeah. She would have had a regurgitative thing, ah. and I thought that was a cool thing. And it was one of those ones that I picked up like on a second. Well, and yeah, rewatching it, some things like I I got the very beginning when he's playing go with her. Christopher Plummer is playing go. He's like, oh my gosh, fucking ransom. Chris Evans wouldn't even know a fake knife from a real knife and it's like that's the whole end because he tries to stab her and then it's that's, a little that's my that's my baby. custom award <laughs> okay right. well let's move on to awards <laughs> no, no no it's so, fine no it's fine um, no, it's no okay. but i also yeah there was i mean this movie really <laughs> rewarded like a second watch what's a who right but i mean like but also like there there were times where like 
because I when I rewatched it again, I was like, oh, I'm gonna see like if I can. You'd be like, oh, that's a clue. That's a clue. And they're really, it's airtight. Like there really aren't a lot of because even the director is an unreliable narrator in this, and I think that's a really cool yeah. bit. Um, but the there's only one instance that like you know for sure that it's ransom, and that's when she's coming down the oh right the right H, the thing and it's and you see the the woman and the old lady the yeah who the is a pretty grandma. underrated she's a pretty I hate, underrated. I hate to say it, I hate to say it guys I hate to say it but the YouTube community uh, all the smart guys on YouTube they would disagree right there's a lot more moments that kind of give you a tell if you'd watch it apparently 36 times and let's do a smart well YouTube they're clearly guy. not that smart then um, I don't know if any movie like I'd want to watch 36 times there's like a scene there's like a he's missing one of the uh, Chris Evans' character is missing one of the growlers in his house, and then he uses that growler to burn down like the hospital thing. What's uh, a growler? Like a giant alcohol container. Wow. Do you know? And yeah, there's a lot of instances, but there's not like. <laughs> anyway, Sam. Do you know what? Is that so a growler? Jake, yes. Your favorite movie that we've watched so far for this podcast has been, in spite of everything, Velvet Buzzsaw. Is Knives Out better than Velvet Buzzsaw? Well, let me think about that. That kind of question's kind of like a donut in a hole. I'm Jimmy Stewart now. Um, yeah, I liked it more. Whoa. Right. But again, you misconstrue for our guests the fact that it's not my favorite movie ever. It's my favorite movie since the last favorite movie. Is it so better than Hereditary? Oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't Wait, want to bring Back into this. Well, is, I think it's fair to say that it's not a better Tony Collette movie. Is it better than In Her That's Shoes? True. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like In Her Shoes better than Knives Out. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You do not. You hate yes, Cameron Diaz. I do. Here in the Tony Awards, we give three awards to each and every movie, the first of which is best prop. So, Wander, what was your best prop? I got two answers for this, if that's okay. That's totally yeah. fine. So I really like the cup at the end where she's holding, Marge is holding it, and then that was mine too. my house. I thought that was cute. I also you thought- have it right here. <gasps> he is the <gasps> cup. Whoa! Holy shit! Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> Andrew has the cup, the titular Whoa. cup, not the. Titular. What are the other words on it? Uh, it's my ha- my house, my rules, my coffee. Wow. Oh, that Etsy? really changes it. Etsy? Uh, Etsy? So that was my best prop. That was my favorite prop. Um, oh, I can't believe Wander stole that and you actually had the cup. I, do, so I did fun. come up with, I did have backup, so don't worry about it. Right. I also thought Marta was the best prop because. Uh, <laughs> Women aren't objects, Wander. Women aren't objects. Yes, they I'm- are. This one is. Sam, put your shirt back on. Come on. I'm trying to say like as an issue. I'm trying to, I was trying to say that to sound really woke, right? Because I thought. Even, mm. even like the kind of benevolent rich old man, benevolent using her as a way to like get back at his family, right? Because right. he was also just like, "Fuck you guys, I'm just gonna give it to my nurse." And I like Evan was acting like, "Oh man, we're such good people. She's a part of the family," but she was kind of just a prop in their lives. Sure. Um, and I thought that was messed up. I'm a kind of a cool woke guy. Um, text me if you wanna. I don't hang ever. <laughs> uh jake what was your best prop uh oh mine was uh the vomit 
all, all the various vomits. Um, in case we didn't get a chance to talk about it, I just wanted to bring it up, but we just did. So the puke was, I didn't, I don't think it was my, it's obviously not my favorite prop because it's awful, but was it the best prop as far as whimsy and plot movement? Sure. What was your backup prop, Andrew? Uh, well, I had a couple, but I'm going to just pick one. Uh, I really loved the disappearing ink note. Yes. Mm. It that was, was cool. a, like, <laughs> I love that scene. Because, like, because we didn't, because Jamie Lee Curtis has mentioned, so you got to find the game with, with him. And it wasn't, because it's not like a, it wasn't a big plot point, but it, or yeah. plot line, but it was like, so I kind of put it in the back of my mind. And then, because everything was happening. So then when she was about to smoke and then, like, burned it, and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. I love too that her son's getting arrested while she does that. She just doesn't and then, care. Well, and yeah, I, she does not. And but then the next time you see Richard, he has the black eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really, uh, I really liked that. The next award yeah. is best Tony moment. Sam, what about your your best? Did prop? you do yours? Oh, it was the mug, and I didn't have a backup one. Oh, I also <laughs> really liked the prop knife. Um, true. Just and the knife, the knife. Uh, the knife wall wall yeah um yeah the prop knife yeah anyway (laughs) sorry uh my best tony moment was when she tries to make jamie lee curtis dance with her yes what about yours mine was Uh, um, i'm just gonna oh Oh. you know what i'm gonna let you go okay podcast no you go first you go first i had tons because i had tons no i have tons but Jake, I insist. I insist. Hey, right, Wander. Wander, what was your Tony moment? I, so, I mean, I mean, yeah, if you guys are cool with me going, I'll, I'll go. Um, I just, I just feel like I feel like you're, I saw your prop, man, and I just, I don't want to do that again. But I, <laughs> no. but I thought it was a great Tony moment. Just the Twitter line when, when she becomes aware of who the great detective is, and she's like, yeah, you, oh, I that read was mine. about you. That was it was I, that I wrote was down, it was I read a tweet about a New Yorker article which insinuates in that she didn't even read the article. Mm-hmm. Well, who she reads articles the, these days? Nobody. Well, but then the next time, then Jamie Lee Curtis says, "Oh, I read a New Yorker article about you." Yeah, and I thought that was funny. Um, and then later we see uh, Chris Evans reading the New Yorker article finding out about it. everybody in this family reads the new yorker and everybody is obsessed so, with like starting their own business which I, I cannot relate to at all i thought tony had a phenomenal one-liners i had other she than did. the tweet the tweet line i had the when she called him detective blank mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then after the will reading when there's like all in the frenzy one of the things because i would watch it with headphones so i i heard it i didn't hear it every time but she goes everyone's yelling at marta and being like hey are you gonna renounce like what are you gonna do and but tony collette you hear tony collette like cut through and she just goes i'm not on twitter anymore so dm me on instagram yes <laughs> um, so- i just thought that was like that was her priority i just thought that was fucking perfect <laughs> i'm not tony- on twitter she probably got banned tony collette's <laughs> character's last tweet was taking a break from this hell site <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my god uh, mine is uh also a little bit earlier when they're like yelling at Ransom for not going to the funeral because he was secretly switching the the medicines. But she goes, they're like, you didn't even go to the funeral. And she goes, okay, people grieve in different ways. Let's not bother. Like, she's just like, she's always queen. the woke. Uh, she's queen. so good. 
Her accent is so good in this movie. I, I remember so the, for the marketing, they were just kind of showing the different characters. And I got this like Instagram targeted ad, um, obviously of her. And it was just like, it opened with her being like, like her lifestyle brand, which she briefly mentions is called Flam. She just goes like, Flam is a word. And I don't remember any of the rest of it, but it was, it was funny. Uh, our right. last award. <laughs> is a custom award and it can be anything uh mine was worst plot device and it was vomit i wonder why that was more of a personal gripe on my end (laughs) uh what was your custom award jake mine was um i really liked this line chris evans said so i guess the award is um most creative uh most creative insult not insult most creative expletive uh goes to chris evans for saying this is stupid with two o's what about you wonder my custom award goes to myself for best um kind of after credits like bonus scene that i made up in my head that would completely change this fucking movie uh where at the very end right credits roll and then it goes to marta and then she she holds a vomit pill bottle in her hand and she throws in the trash because that, that would be nuts, right? If she had said vomit pills the entire time, she never threw up when she <laughs> when she like she'd been taking them. Vomit oh, pills. That would have that would have been messed. That would have just that would have like that would been like what? You know, like that. If that happened, you'd been like no. What? Oh, or Christopher it, Plummer is alive. And it flashes back to her taking vomit pills every time somebody asks her a question yeah. that she wants yeah. to lie about. That would have been just. So- that would have just been one like if that happened that would have been that, that would have been a five-star movie yeah. i would have i would have changed my mind yeah. about the movie if that, that would have just been nuts that would just been like a just a crazy moment if that would have that gone on so, it would have absolutely saved it yeah that would have been just a crazy moment that i gone down so uh yeah what about you andrew uh i my custom award i th- was goes to best use of foreshadow uh and I'm gonna give it. I gave it to the line uh, the different uh, that Ransom couldn't tell the difference between a stage prop and a knife. Good, because then he couldn't. Wow. Makes me wonder if the whole knife wall was fake. But nice. also, right, same here. To be fair, like I probably, if I'm like looking at a wall of knives, I'm not gonna assume one of them's a stage prop either. True. I wonder though about um, the. Also, would you rather have the Iron Throne <laughs> or the Wall of Knives from Knives Out? Oh, the Wall of Knives. Wall I of think knives. I'd rather have the Wall of Knives. Sam, you you can't comment. You don't know the power of the Iron Throne. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just oh, a little that... lady who doesn't know anything about. Like, I don't know what I was doing. That's what I. <laughs> Put your shirt on. No, I'm sorry. I gotta stop saying. That. I already said it three times. You can't do rules. I think for I'd it. much rather. Uh, Jake, have... put your shirt on. Oh, that's funny. You subverted it. Um, no. Oh, I was gonna say I didn't notice the first. I don't think I noticed the first time I saw this movie that he did do a title drop right before when he's like saying. Oh yeah. He's like the knives are out and the claws are out and the vultures yeah. or something. Yeah. And I was like, knives in, two knives, two out. All right. I'd rather have the throne, the Game of Thrones, because uh, it's made by the source of your enemies or whatever, and the knives out wheel is just an art piece you can buy. So I, I would much rather have one. I would much rather have to feed my enemies, put all their swords in a chair, oh, burnt it. my friends from high school, when they had their grad party, they made an iron throne out of irons, like 
like that you iron clothes with and they spray painted them gray. Jay Quick Cube. Jay Quick Cube. Remember last two Halloweens ago, I, I stood up to your house and everyone got really mad at me. Um, yeah, I'm sorry so- about that. Did someone Wait. pull a knife? Did someone pull a knife on me that night? No. What because happened? I, I I I matched with this girl on hand and she was like, Oh, just a heads up, my roommate pulled a knife on you once. And I was like, nah, I would remember that. Lily did not pull and, a knife on you. Okay. I just You matched with I, Rachel. Oh <gasps> I just did. wanted to conf- I just wanted to confirm. And I was just like, there's no fucking way that went down. I don't think she said she pulled a knife on you. What happened two Halloweens ago? No, I don't even know what happened. Was I there? I was there two Halloweens ago. No, this wasn't. Wait, you were there, Andrew? Yeah, that's the night I had to get Amelia Bunch home. Amelia Bunich. I don't think that this was the same. No, that was Sam's Halloween party. This was at Tucker's. This was at my house. That's Jake's house. Sorry. There was like a lot of Halloween parties that year uh, that I heard about um, or hosted. Uh, no, she didn't pull a knife on you. You just had a disagreement. Oh, okay. And I don't remember what it was about. And I don't think she does either. And I don't think yeah, you do. So I think you guys are good. But I, she I definitely to, didn't pull a knife on you. I just want to make sure. Because I was just like, did I forget that somehow? But I actually think I knew that you messed with her roommate because I think they told me. Huh. Well, I didn't go anywhere, so. Rachel's nice, though. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I think you, that her, <laughs> I, I, that's really funny. I hope you didn't think she pulled a knife on you. I did. I did until I saw that message, and I was like, "No fucking way! Okay. No fucking way! No one would pull a knife on me. Like that's just a stupid mistake. Uh, <laughs> it's a mistake. Yeah, I uh, do that. Do either of you have anything to plug? Um. Yeah. I mean, I have a web series coming out within the next couple months. Um. Yeah. I. I did it uh, all in the like through virtual filmmaking techniques. Ooh. Um. So it's not. It's it's a um mockumentary sitcom in the style of the office um done through zoom facetime a lot we use a lot of different um methods to make it not feel like because like not feel like a zoom show it's uh called the pr firm and the the terrible horrible no good really racist tweet nice um about it basically about like the, the the little people who work for you know when papa john tweets Was some racist. insane shit yeah and tweets some insane shit and it's about to fix fix it um uh, so if you just follow me uh on instagram at the underscore real underscore lazon l-a-u-z-o-n uh i'm gonna be posting updates there uh until an official announcement and uh instagram is created wander all right um you can find me on uh after work with tucker iverson um just uh watch me do my bad comedy uh, you can also catch me on OnlyFans. Uh, it's my last name spelled oh. backwards, um, and it kind of just kind of, I kind of just hook up with uh, stuffed bunnies. So if that's kind of your thing, you know, uh, check it out. Um, it's, Is there a friends and family discount? How much do you charge? It's it's three dollars a month. Um, <laughs> can I still I get the friends and family discount? <laughs> Honestly, I think that's just really reasonable pricing for the effort I put into it. It's usually like a three camera setup. So I think wow. I, I really I really put the effort for it. You know, if, angles. If How you old make are the bunnies. What? You if you make more than four hundred dollars <laughs> a year on OnlyFans, um, that's like taxable income and you need oh, to hire okay. an accountant. So oh, apparently in like three years there's gonna be all these like OnlyFans girls that weren't filing taxes based on that income and they're gonna get in trouble, is what oh, a feminist blog girls. I follow on Tumblr said. 
They're not all girls. girls. Oh, so me. So that's I'm true. The only, I'm, okay, I'm the so only guy with on there. So it's quite crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sam all and right. I should make an OnlyFans where we uh, just it's called a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that we charge for. <laughs> Jake, put um, your shirt back on. Let's just call Patreon. Sam, put your shirt back on too. Oh my god! <laughs> for all, all right. our Patreon for topless podcast videos. That's our podcast. <laughs> Love you all. Bye. 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 Thanks Bye. for coming.